Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name's Rick Shields. I'm here at the Rick Shields Show podcast. <laughs> Why have I just introduced myself? I love that. Uh, episode 147. I'm here with co-host Guy. My name's Guy Charlie. I'm here at the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. <laughs> Today, we've got a guest. Absolute banger. So this, is, this is an intro, because this is the Friday special. Friday treat. And you don't get these very often, so treasure it with all your might. You know what I would see a Friday treat like when you give your kids maybe pocket money? It's yes. like, look, you're going to get £5 today. This isn't a normal thing. Don't get too used to it, but here it is. Enjoy it. You know what's Wisely. funny at the moment? Like Jude will find like a pound on the side. He'll go, oh, can, can I have this money, daddy? I say, yeah, you can have that money. He goes, great. I'm going to buy like a bike with it. <laughs> and you're like, you need to learn some. Um, anyway, today's podcast, we have got a true superstar celebrity on the podcast. Stop it, Rick. I'm here every week. It's not that big of a deal. We have got one third of the biggest TV shows in history. Mm. Former... Top Gear presenter. Yes. Now, Grand Tour presenter and also YouTube channel owner. Yes. From Drive Tribe, Richard Hammond on the podcast. Never did I think <laughs> in my wildest dreams that I'd be saying Richard Hammond is coming on the podcast. On a, a golf, golf podcast. podcast. Yeah, that's the weirdest bit. Because he's made it very, 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 very apparent that he doesn't like golf. No. He said it on national television in front of tens of millions of people. How dare he? So we're going to find out today why the hell he's here. We had a word with him. Quite <laughs> a stern word. But yeah, w the good thing is this podcast has already been recorded like, two weeks ago now. Yeah. And we know, we can promise you this, it's really, really good. Is that yeah. bad to say about your own podcast? I think he elevates it. You know, yeah, absolutely it, elevates it. It would have been it. a good po a podcast. Richard Hammond turned it into a very, very, very good podcast. Yes. Um, he's funny humorous he is um very intelligent very very good on with talking you'd expect <laughs> he's a tv presenter um and we figure out in this episode why potentially richard hammond may become a real golf fan and a I, golfer i would say our podcast normally is like steak and chips it's good it really is good i'd like to think he was the peppercorn sauce yeah, the elevation that's he was, needed. He was the, onion, he was the onion rings on the side. Yes, he was. He was the, the special service. Yeah, he was the real, real star. Of he the deserved show. that ten percent gratitude tip. He did. He doesn't get it from this podcast, <laughs> but anyway, he does. deserves it though. So 
we're not going to hold, we're not going to dive into this, but we're not going to uh, keep you waiting any longer. <laughs> they exploded then. <laughs> we're going to, I'm going to keep you any longer. Sit back, enjoy this phenomenal podcast, golf podcast with Richard Hammond. Uh, Richard, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me along. I'm in, excited, intrigued, and I'm sinking. <laughs> you are literally <laughs> sinking. This has, to, this has to stay in the podcast. <laughs> so does this always happen? This, is part this always happens. when he's really excited. It, he weirdly goes down. Which one of us gets the sinking chair, or is it you deflating? <laughs> Are you actually deflating and the chair's not sinking? Let me uh, bring my microphone. Hey, welcome to my world down there. That's nice. Now you know, now you know how it feels. It's going to just keep going. So if you are listening to the podcast um, and, not, and not seeing it, yeah. my chair has just literally sunk by about eight inches down. I love down. the speed it was going at as it well. It was real proper, gentle. That's quite an expensive effect, that. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm back. I'm back in the room. Okay. As we um, walked in, I was dead impressed. Yeah. This <laughs> is a proper setup. These boys have got it all. I'm jealous. Now I'm realising, no. There was a, we're, we're like swans. It looks nice and smooth on the top, but down below we are paddling. Yeah, at we the are moment, indeed. My chair's paddling. Uh, yeah, downwards. Um, we've just been out on the golf course, or yes. should we say the driving range, and I've just given you a golf lesson. I know. Thank you. I <laughs> couldn't believe when we first started talking that you, of all people, have got into golf. I know. It's. I don't you think it's brave? I Given, think it's brave. Uh, yeah. I think you've maybe got the reputation of somebody who, I hate to say it, has, has given golfers beef. Yes. Yeah, I've mocked it. Mock, <laughs> mocked, <laughs> criticised. I was showing off. It was for effect. I don't think there's anything wrong in being somebody who's prepared to say, right, I've spent 25 years laughing at something and calling it ridiculous, and now it's going to turn. <laughs> they like it. Yeah. There's anything wrong in doing that. So where did this come from? How first, um, first off, actually, okay. yeah. What did you What did you not like about golfers? Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. So, some of you clothes. I'm not going to be rude. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, and, what, and what? Go on. Give us some examples. Well, everything you wear, the, the, <laughs> the things you put on your bodies to stop yourselves being naked. Those, all of those things that Every, you use. Everything in golf. No, 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 no. I, it's. Specifically, it's the hats, shirts, trousers, socks, <laughs> shoes. One glove. The, the, well, you've all lost one glove. Um, the shoes with the, but they're, I don't know. It's honestly, and if you want me to be serious about it, well, I've, I've, always, I've always taken the Mickey because if somebody comes along and they're really into something, you've got two choices. You either go, oh, that's interesting, and find out about it, or you laugh about it. And we, that's kind of what we do as Brits, isn't it? Mm. I was saying to you, actually, on the way out to our session on the driving range, for which I thank you, we'll come to that. <laughs> but um, on the way out, I was saying to you how, if anybody's doing anything, if you're really into it, and you're with other people doing it, it doesn't matter how you look. Like, my interest, I suppose, and I can confess it here, would be hill walking. And, and this weekend I was up in the Lake District and I bought myself a whole load of new kit, which I haven't done in years. Yep. So I went into a little shop in Keswick and I bought walking boots, new walking trousers, a lot of zips going on, <laughs> uh, new top and Walk, new waterproof sticks. No, I draw oh. the line at that. Oh, are they no, no, no go? Because people coming down the fells looking like crane flies with their legs flapping <laughs> about. I'm not into that. I don't like that. But any sort of special purpose kit it's more fun to mock it mm. unless you're into it okay 
And now, anyway, what I'm saying is I've got a complete about turn. And after taking the mickey relentlessly, I, I told my two colleagues on the Grand Tour, told James and Jeremy on camera, and I'd saved it. Because, you know, we talk off camera, we chat about stuff. But I thought, no, I'm going to save this to see what they do. And we were on a boat. I can't remember what we were doing. And I had, at that point, I had two golf lessons, which is all I've ever had in my life. And I just had them. And I thought, I'll tell the guys and see how it goes down. And they were appalled. Honestly, and it's genuine. You see it on camera. They're like, oh, no, Jeremy didn't speak to me for a couple of days. He was genuinely, genuinely hurt. And you were quite happy about that. I uh, may. I wish it had been longer. <laughs> but after two days, he did. Um, so I'm quite happy to completely about face and say, nope, I'm going to take it up. And what changed your mind then? What made you start thinking maybe this golf is good? Amazing light. <laughs> uh, genuinely, um, long story short, holiday, south of France. I always take loads of mates with me. We always rent a big place, loads of families together. And they're blokes I've known for years and we were <laughs> the villa was on a golf course yeah. in San Maxime and the lads went off to play golf and I thought well I can't I'm not doing that I don't play golf and then they came back later that afternoon grinning sunburned a bit drunk if I'm honest <laughs> but they'd had a fabulous time and they were just like being and there would been some competition and they just had fun you felt like you'd missed out Oh, enjoying the minute. A bit of FOMO. You were like, yeah. Oh, that's on its own with his walking boots on. Bad. Anybody want to go walking? No, I was proper jealous. Um, and so, um, and weirdly, one of the people on holiday with us was my daughter's boyfriend, Cam. Lovely young bloke, plays golf. And we came home straight into lockdown, the first lockdown. So he had to stay with us for a couple of weeks because we had to isolate. Yeah. And being a mad keen golfer, I'd, 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 I'd sidled up to him and said, mate, am I too old to start? He said, no, you can have a go. And he mowed me like a little fairway and a, a, a hole and a green. And we just had a little play home. I said, this is brilliant. And I decided I'd quite like to get good at it. That, that was stage one. Yes. Yeah. Stage two, and I think you know what's coming, Turns out it's impossible. It's <laughs> quite literally impossible. No, it, it actually can't really be done. And when you think about it, that's quite obvious. Of course it can't. It's a tiny ball and a stick and a massive field. How are you going to get that over there and into the it doesn't work? And you've got water. Yeah. And bunkers yeah. and rough and, and wind, wind and rain. <laughs> yeah. it, I, I must, the, the more, I've, I've spoke about this loads on the podcast, golf is really hard. Yeah. And to crack it, but, I mean, nobody can. Yeah. You literally cannot crack it well, because you could say 18 under par, birdie in every hole is cracking it. But even that's not. Yeah. The only way you could actually complete golf is if you went round 18 holes and every hole you got a hole in one. And to your point, that's impossible. Mm. So I don't, I don't disagree with the fact golf is impossible. Another reason for giving it grief, you just said... 18 under par, birdie in every hole. And you both think, yeah. <laughs> because like, if you, if you do a lot of something, it evolves a language of yeah. its own. And that means if you're not part of it, it's like, I don't follow football for the simple reason. For whatever reason, when I was seven, it didn't quite chime with me. I didn't get into it. Being brought up, I was in Birmingham, in suburbia. Oh, let's go watch the footy. And I never did. I don't know why. And so I never connected with it. So I didn't have that language. I didn't have those reference mm. points. And if you're standing, if I'm sitting at the bar and everyone's talking about birdies and whatever, and I'm thinking, oh, no, I 
going on about. It must be rubbish. It must yeah. be rubbish because I don't understand it. It's strange. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so you don't approach it. Yeah. And it's quite off-putting. So you should stop talking in code and <laughs> speak in language that we can all understand. And then you might find... Mind you, I thought about this on the way because the, the, the lesson we just had today, I really enjoyed oh, it. Good. I, think I, I did progress in it. You did. I'm you really feel did. braver to have another go. Um, but I was thinking about it on the way. Yeah, they should make themselves more approachable and stop making it so off-putting because they have to wear special clothes and there's special rules on the golf courses and special language and then i thought wait a minute do they want to do they want to stop it being exclusive maybe they don't like it's like i like riding bikes it's my favorite thing in the world i don't want everybody to do it i'd I rather think, they didn't i think people who work in the industry who work in golf people like ourselves and golf coaches and golf clubs they want more people to play golf yeah because it's going to grow the game and inevitably make more money for the game I would agree with you in the fact that I don't believe golfers, actual golfers who play every day on a Saturday, every week on a Saturday or every day, they don't want more golfers on their golf courses. The golfers you just described, right? For me, biking. I've ridden motorbikes since I was sixteen. That, that, that's one of the most important. It's one of the binding, most continuous and important threads in my life. Riding motorcycles. I honestly, if you haven't got your full motorcycle license by the time you're seventeen, you're banned for life. Because you didn't want it enough. Yeah. So it's too late. You've missed that bike. If you join in too late, you, yeah, you can't do it. No, no. It's like, like blokes who take up, and, and women who take up biking in their mid-late 30s because they've suddenly got a few quid and go and buy a really expensive bike and matching leathers. No, you missed it. I'm sorry. You weren't riding around on a 50cc bike at 16 with a pair of wellies taped up to stop your feet getting wet and a waterproof jacket on. So you're not allowed to ride around in your calfskin leathers now matching your... Uh, one. You're not allowed. I think there's there's two things. <laughs> I don't. So, so I, I think if you, if you weren't playing golf in the enough. rain, if as a kid you weren't out on the course borrowing the, the equipment and having a little go, there's too late. You missed it. You didn't want it enough. And no. You can't take it up now. In which case, I can't take it up. I'm no, just, I know. I'm going to say I've just talked myself out. What's uh, what's some of the most ridiculous rules that you think of in golf at the moment? Um, all of the rules. <laughs> just all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the fact there is there, rules. Well, there's, there's quite a lot of weird ones around golf clubs, aren't there? Yes. Go on. Okay. How could, how could I cause me? If I go down to the, the golf club in Ross... Okay, there's a, there's a few things you can do if, if you uh, want to not <laughs> abide by the rules, okay? Uh, yeah. First off, quite a simple one, wear your hat in the clubhouse. Oh, my... I cannot do that. God, we get, People one. tell us off for wearing them in here, on the comments. Do they? Yeah. It's our clubhouse. So that's, that's, that's very, that's very old-fashioned, yeah. isn't it? That's, that's old-fashioned courtesy. If I don't you, mind that. I like that. That one's allowed. Okay. If you um, meet the captain of the golf club, okay... Let's call him Bob. Yeah. You can't call him Bob. You're not allowed. You yeah. have to call him Mr. Captain for the entirety of his captain year. I do not. And Lady Captain. Yeah. And Mr. President. Lady Vice and, Captain. And Mr. Chairman. And Junior well, yeah, Captain. But, but if Bob's Bob, isn't he? No. Well, listen. What if I've year, known him for like 30 years? And then year, Bob no, becomes no, no, no. This year's Mr. Captain. When you walk in that clubhouse, <laughs> if you walk You on, do not. That's not <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it is. You if you, no, you're saying that so that I make a complete... Whatever of myself, I, if I go into the no, Ross no, golf that's bag. true. If you walk onto the first tee and your golf bag has more than fourteen clubs, no, that's not you allowed. Get penalised. What well, does somebody I'm, inspect? Is there a club in a competition? You and, could I, have. and I've got one more one that I think for some golf clubs, yeah. okay, you are not permitted to change your shoes in the car park. What? You have to go and take your shoes and go and change them in the locker room provided. Mm. Now, hang on. I don't mind a rule sometimes. That's so that when you arrive at the club, the car park isn't full of people yelling and shouting across their cars and wrestling themselves out of their loafers and into their golf shoes. Yes. It's all right. I, I don't mind that rule. 
There's, there's it a set few. standards for all because it, you're, you're, if you make the place smart, you've got to contribute. If you want the place to be smart, you've got to contribute to that. Yeah. I, listen, there's, there's some, the other one as well. If you get a hole in one. Yes. Okay. You've, you've, you've achieved something pretty special. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go, then go into the clubhouse and often there's a bell. You ring that bell with pride. You go in there. I've, I've just made a hole in one. Re you ring that bell with pride. However, that means that you have to buy everybody in the clubhouse a drink. Serves you right. <laughs> no, I know you Serves you right for being too good. <laughs> yeah, but what you're saying is, you're right. That's the. Is that a British thing only, or even no, an English I thing only? I think holding one. Because that, that's it's like a sort of English. No, come round here with your success. We're going <laughs> to knock you down a peg or two, my friend. <laughs> There's a few. Ha definitely, hats in clubhouse is more relaxed. Um, I would say shoes in car parks are normally at posh golf clubs. And you know what I think it is also to do with, and, and I must admit, I do agree on this side. Once you finish a round of golf, typically shoes aren't as clean as when they started. Your golf shoes, they might be grass and well, stuff. You play it outside, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like <laughs> some, Not always. So we'll um, go to the car and there's, a, there's a, a, a common thing that golfers will do. They'll get both shoes and to get the excess grass or mud off the shoes, they'll bang the shoes together. Yes. Bang, 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 bang. Seems in the reasonable. car park. Yeah. And all that mud and all that grass oh. is then in the car park. Yeah. So I think that's why there's be also inside a locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why also there's a reason to change the shoes in the clubhouse. But do you not think, though, so a lot of these rules are genuine, and a lot of them are at more classy, well, not so classy, but more kind of, what would you say, premium golf clubs, maybe more historic golf posh. clubs. Yeah, posh, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. But what annoys me as a golfer who's played since being very young is whenever golf is portrayed like on television, it's always that side of golf that yeah. you see. And as you saw today, <laughs> yeah, it's always it it's is, the it's 1970s sitcom, middle class, gin and tonic, flat, aspirational. Flat and I think that is what puts people like maybe yourself off previously. When actually, yeah. there is so many more younger people playing golf, cooler people playing golf, courses without dress codes, different types of golf. What about short, middle aged brummies? There's a new one who's I'm starting today. There's a new one. There's a new I've one. Got another, I've got a question for you two. Um, and we're still in the car park, right? Okay. So somebody's there banging their golf shoes together to get the mud off in the car park. I am appalled. Um, <laughs> what, what are they standing behind? What car? Ah, okay. Uh, this is very interesting because I do believe there's a there's a connection. Typically, golf. If you certainly if you go to a nice golf club, it's an affluent sport, mm -hmm. and often. Golfers may ride around in some very fancy cars. I've seen some of the best cars I've ever seen in golf club car parks. They do like a nice car, don't they? Right. What are the no-nos? What no. could, what could I? Okay. If I if I was setting off yeah. to my local golf club, right? I'm gonna go game golf. Here I yeah. Go. Uh, of these, what could I go in? What could I not? Cars wise, yeah. If I, um, so if if I were to set off in uh, 1936, 1927 Model A. Ford. That's lost, a vintage car. Me. Okay, vintage It's a very, car. very old car. Yeah. But like old. I mean, drink I a bit of oil, but it's vintage. Is, is it still, is it like a classic vintage or like a bit of a knocked up vintage? <laughs> oh. Is it in good condition? No, not really. I've, I took it trialling recently. It's absolutely appalling. It's covered in mud. No, too muddy. Like golf club, too muddy. Just, just the mud. <laughs> Clean it. There's a barrier at the front gate that just wouldn't lift. <laughs> Um, 1968 Mustang 390 GT, just like the one in Bullet. Loud. So it's going to oh, it's too it's loud. disturb golfers. Yeah. It'll disturb golfers three courses. <laughs> no, well, then, you're not no, you're not allowed in. that. No. What about a nice estate? What about a nice 
Nice BMW estate. Are you talking about the drive drive one? That <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we came with. Mike's put a V10 engine. I should, I should explain. We I have think drive drive is our thing that we do, which is we haven't got a studio like this, and I'm a very. At least if we did have a studio like this, the seat wouldn't <laughs> Yours um, would actually lift up. <laughs> <laughs> Yours would use that. Was that a height check? <laughs> no, not at was. all. Um, yeah, so Mike has, um, for reasons best known to his own Scottish self, um, he's decided to put a V10 engine in it and a manual gearbox. And uh, I'm going to find out tomorrow how lethal it actually is. I don't think that would be allowed in. It's quite loud in every sense of loud. So we're doing a challenge tomorrow. Yes. Which might be already out on the on Drive Tribe's YouTube channel, um, where we are going to go head-to-head yes. around Aintree. Yes. You're going to be on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. In this in this souped up BMW oh, M5 estate, ridiculous. Yes, and I am going to be inside of the racetrack because of the golf course there, <laughs> and I'm going to be playing a golf hole, a 400 yard golf hole. I I can't really sexify the golf hole. I can't say it's roaring and the only thing you know, but you can't maybe hit driver. It could be difficult. And the challenge is, you're going to do two laps of the racetrack. Yeah, a race against me to play one hole of the golf course. Yeah. And I believe, from all accounts, it's going to be incredibly competitive. The stats tell us it should be really close. And when you're setting up a race like that, and we did it on Top Gear for years, stupid races, you've got, there's no point in doing it if the outcome's obvious. You've yeah. got it. We, I don't know, but we will know by this time tomorrow. We will know by one this time tomorrow. One of us will be just covered in glory, suffused with victory. The other one, broken, wretched. <laughs> Never <laughs> able to show their face again because they lost a race that nobody else understands. <laughs> And that's them finished. Sparkling career. I think there is a very interesting um, correlation between people who, who buy cars, mm. okay? And often, I might be in, in the, certainly in this category, I would think a lot of people who certainly spend a bit of money on cars, are, it's all about the show. It's all about being fancy and being the part and driving up and pulling up to the workplace in this fancy vehicle or going to the golf club in this fancy car. I think there's a real correlation between how people buy cars and want to show off and how people buy golf clubs and want to show off. Is it? Because you can, I mean, you can spend a lot of money on golf club, can't you? Mm. You can spend more on cars, yes. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They are bigger. But yeah, they are. They, are, they have they more have moving more, parts. They, do. <laughs> they can move you around more. Yes. Um, there is a, a definite... Um, stature symbol symbol when golfers turn up and they've got a bag of really really expensive clubs and typically that comes out of a really expensive car but surprisingly not always i've seen really really expensive clubs like some of the top of the range being dragged out the back of a of a work van really yeah because you see this is something i've wanted to do on drive tribe for ages but mike and lucy won't let me because they basically in charge they're just um, off camera by yeah, the way well, that's right. why did you notice i'm actually getting a dig in at them i've wanted to do people whose bicycles are worth more than their cars for years because you often will see somebody with a 12 grand mountain bike on top of an old shed of a courser or something honestly worth 500 quid and what do you want to do ask them why yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> that's what i want to say um because what is but i get so you would get that in golf somebody will Definitely. turn up with and what could what could if, if if i was going berserk on a set of golf clubs what could i spend wow So there's, it's certainly if you went more towards the Asian market. Mm. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There are some golf clubs. So there's a brand called Honma, hmm. which is one of the most expensive ones. And you can get a set of golf clubs that are completely customized to you. But when I say customized, I don't particularly mean in specifications. I mean in gold and bling right. and detail and customization with Richard Hammond in, hand printed into the golf club. And they, they look absolutely stunning and the, and the drive the head cover is made out of the greatest leather known to man You're painting a beautiful and, it, and it's hand stitched the craftsmanship is magnificent i mean and, where do i sign and the golf bag is is again it's handmade it's been handcrafted to the exact specifications oh, it's too much joy it's like a marks and spencer's <laughs> golf stuff isn't it you could genuinely you're at least talking five figures and sometimes maybe, maybe you could push it to six figures. Well, you, I think a set of clubs, if you went silly expensive, could be close to a hundred grand. Oh, if you went for these homers, but there's actually really? a Bentley. So Bentley makes some. There's $16,000. And again, they're just all super exclusive, super rare. You Bentley, pay, as in Bentley. Well, they started Bentley. making golf clubs before cars. Really? No. <laughs> oh, total lie. But but there's there's got to be some element of this. Bentley have made golf clubs, surely, because they'll have a showroom somewhere and, and you know Well yeah, because they can sell it. I mean, is is there a is there a limit beyond which you could spend up to this amount and that's that's getting a golf club that you physically can never be better than that. You mm. can't Yeah, the, I mean the, And what would that be? The performance in golf is very interesting because unlike car performance, there are regulations in how fast the ball can actually be hit off the face regulations there's, there's legal 
the legal requirements. So there's a, there's two organisations or governing bodies. The RNA. You said governing bodies, and I'm bored. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. The it's RNA just, and the USGA. I'll do this quickly. They have yeah. they have tests that every club has to match before it will legally be allowed to use in competition use. So it can't. Well, it can't hit a ball any first. But what if I could do that? Well, you can, but there's there's tests that it has to pass. So if it passes that test, then obviously someone that can swing it faster can hit it further than somebody else. But is there a sweet point in golf kit? Is there a that? Here's what what I'm thinking is: years ago, we did a program called Top Gear. Nobody's ever heard of it. Um, with two other blokes, nice fellas. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I was the main host. Yes, <laughs> there was just a little old. And, and, and a little old lady, <laughs> and uh, it was really sweet. I know which but, one's which already. Yeah, no, I know which one. But um, we always said that um, secretly, actually, the answer to the question car is Volkswagen Golf. You don't need any more than that. If you need a bigger one and you've got the money, get a Range Rover. But other than that, VW Golf is kind of GTI. That's, that's you're never going. You can't use a faster see, car than that on the road. See, I knew you always um, loved golf. Oh, God. oh wow! <laughs> Do you know, just well, there it is. Right? It turns out it was a pun all along. <laughs> Sublimical messages That's what all it was. along. Um, so we decided that was a secret that must never come out because we made a living, obviously, out of helping people <laughs> agonise through the decisions to what car they should have and admire. But actually, VW Golf. But what I mean is that is kind of as a benchmark. Yeah. You could drive all your life, but pretty much on the road, certainly Golf GTI. You can't really. You can, you can go around in a Lamborghini Huracan, but realistically, you can't use any more speed than the Golf can give you, so that's what you need. Yeah. Is it the same in golfing equipment? Yes, I would yes. say so. So we, we've done loads and loads of uh, equipment tests where we've, we've even bought, gone out and bought some of the cheapest clubs you can possibly buy. Just to show you, you can still play golf with the cheapest golf clubs available. They have no custom fitting. And you're right, I think I know what you're going to ask. At my skill level, I can make them work, okay? And there will be a limit we did a video where I took on a tour pro or an ex tour pro who's played in the open, unbelievable golfer. He used the really cheap, basic golf clubs, super cheap. And I used my normal golf clubs, which are not ridiculously expensive, but fairly pricey, a couple of grand. And we had a match against each other. And I think, did we halve it in the end? I think, I think so. it was half to show that actually quality of golfer still outperforms quality mm. of equipment. It, can't, it yeah. can make you better. But is there a level of equipment that as a beginner, like what I am, could hold me back because that's I mean I, there were cars you could give a new driver to go around a track on and they would be worse yeah. than the slightly more expensive the, one because it will answer better it's just better to use the big thing for someone that's a beginner it would be more so you have golf clubs that are tailored more for better players and you have golf clubs that are targeted for new golfers so if a new golfer got like a set of blades which are very small like what the pros on tour would use you would find it much more difficult to use those than you would a nice big kind of chunkier more forgiving head so there's but, a point but as a as a fine-tuned golfer you could make the blades the really small clubs sing yeah. you could yeah. make them work for you I, I remember i went on a track day once and in that track day you tried out a lamborghini an audi ra uh, of some sort of a ferrari i probably should know all the names of this and to some degree i struggled because I couldn't make the gearbox work. I couldn't work out the clutch into the perfect timing. I couldn't make that car sing as well as the demonstrator, you know, the professional driver. Yeah, it makes clutch. perfect sense in a, a bit like the small blades on the golf clubs because in a really, really fast car, 
it's designed to be on the edge. Same with you know fighter aircraft versus an ordinary aircraft. Um, if if it's going to be able to change direction quickly and be that nimble and responsive, it has to be on the edge, on the limit. Effectively, if you're not concentrating, it wants to drive up that slope and over the edge tomorrow. It doesn't want to do what you want to do. Um, so it, it requires constant input. And I can imagine it's the same with golf equipment. So, yes, yeah, so the big thing that has changed is something that we talked about, well, Rick mentioned in your lesson before. Golf equipment has hit a wall, really, because these rules that these governing bodies have put in place. However, what's been the big change in the last, like, 10 years or so, maybe 15 years is what you saw before with the lesson was a launch monitor. So now when people are buying clubs, there's so much more emphasis on getting ones that are tailored to suit them. So that can be in terms of length of the golf club, the weight of the golf club, the material of the shaft, how thick the grip is, the handle, if you've got big hands or small hands. So all these things now could be tailored to you. So you can go out and buy a set of clubs that are basically fitted for you. They wouldn't work necessarily for me or for Rick. But once you've then bought that set, if you've been fitted well and correctly by a trained golf club fitter, in reality, you wouldn't need to swap those golf clubs forever, potentially, because of the, the rules in play. Unless these rules suddenly change, which they won't. Can you write all this down? <laughs> because I have to explain to my wife if I spend money on anything. <laughs> and I need to I think know. It needs to be the good stuff because it'll make it. a difference. The yeah. simple analogy, it's like buying a pair of shoes. If you went to a shoe shop and bought a, grab the shoes, they may be your size, but equally they could be two sizes, too big or too small. You could pick a driver off the shelf and weirdly it could be the one for you. Equally, you might want to try five different heads and different shafts. And that's something that you would worry about as a customer. The fitter should do all that for you. You just hit them and they find the one that yeah, works if you, for if you. you. If you get a good fitting, they will give you the prescription. Yes. They'll say, okay, this is what's suited to your game. Um, and, and I think that's, again, a huge difference, I guess, because unless, let's say, you're a Formula One driver, you jump in a car and you adjust the seat yourself. You can change the steering wheel. You can kind mm. of custom fit it yourself, really, to some degree, apart from F1 cars where they have it molded, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a very interesting sport in, in equipment. And unlike, again, I know we keep using these analogies in, in, in uh, cars, there's no limits in cars. They can, they can always get acceleration quicker, I guess. There's no limit in how quick um, the acceleration uh, well, ultimate, can be. Ultimately, you, you, you're going to struggle with aerodynamics coming to play in the end, and then it becomes finessing it to an incredible degree. And we're probably not far off it. It happened with sports bikes. So I started riding motorbikes as a kid, and it was, I suppose, a sort of Z900. This would mean nothing to anybody, but, you know, they, they wanted sort of big, quite... They look great, powerful bikes. Then gradually sports bikes became the thing. But then by the mid to late 90s, they couldn't go much further on the road. They're still doing it, but that's not where the excitement lay. So it's in, you're looking for a different type of thrill. Mm. Yeah. So I think there is, there, is a, there is a limit. Definitely there's a limit. So after your golf lesson today, yeah. and your, your bit of experience, oh yeah, what are you excited about or moving forward? What I, do you want to do with your golf? What I'm going to do is, job one, find my golf clubs. Yes, that's, that's, that's key. That is key. Good start. So yeah, I'll, I'll dig them out of the barn where they are, and and then I'm going to go for a, a little practice. I'm going to go up to the driving range at the golf course near me or somewhere. And I'm going to all I want to do is get to the point where I can play a round of golf. I think I think what we should do is hook up when I feel I can. Mm. I'm excited like about fair. that. And then on, so we'll do that here. And then on Drive Tribe, I want us together to do the people whose golf clubs are worth more than their car. Yes, I want pretty, to do that. That must, so that must have happened. 100%. The other one I want, I'd love to do, I want to run this idea past you, is let's get some Bentley golf clubs yeah. and let's get a Bentley car and oh. let's have a little bit of fun. Uh, that's good. just sounding really expensive. I, I think I think <laughs> run, <laughs> a, a, a runway, Yes, some Bentley golf clubs, okay. 
a Bentley car. Yeah. We can have some races. Let's try yeah. and get one with a drop top. Let's try and get, yeah. you know, and let's let's try and land golf balls in the back Continental of Continental GTC is what you want. And then let's, let's land some balls into the back yeah, of the Yeah, they'd Bentley. love that. They'd, you know they'd I mean? really, they'd <laughs> love that. Let's see how well a, a cup holder yes. takes a golf ball oh, on the fly. Oh, what a you know shot what I mean? that would be. Let's see how responsive the steering yeah. wheel is and the airbag when we smash a golf ball at it. Again, this is not things we thought of on Drive Track. We might do those. We do have a place for things. That, <laughs> we might put that on what next, which is a sort of sister channel to Drive Tribe, where we put things that we know Drive Tribe was actually like this. We, a lot of Drive Tribers would love golf because yeah. it's, it's got a kit in it and it's a sport and it's really difficult and you get good at it. And yeah, we wouldn't put that on Drive Tribe because we try and keep that just for car stuff. Otherwise, there's, there's only so much room and they get cross and bored. So I've got we'll one put that more. on what next. Go on. We get the Bentley. Yeah. We wind the two front windows down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not me, mm. with your incredible skill now, right. you have to hit a golf ball through. Oh, yeah. One is it, is it moving or is it stationary? Ooh. I think stationary to start. You're going to take somebody's head off. Is <laughs> I, I, think, I think moving makes it easier for Richard. Okay. What? Be, because if it's... But I, I, feel, I have the windows open driving a car and you're going to fire golf balls at me. No, no, Can you no, see the floor in You're hitting the golf balls. Right. I'll, I'll drive if you want me to drive. I trust you. That's because you know I won't hit you. I feel like you, you could be aiming at the window, but because maybe, and I'm... Only predicting the future at the moment. You might not be perfect. I'll give you lead. You could slightly miscue it, yeah. and then it goes through the windows. Yeah. So I th listen, it's food for thought. This is on, this on is the this ideas board for now. Bentley, We've ended this on a big editorial chat for all of us together in our respective organisations to make make content that's never been considered before. I think it can work. I, I don't see where there's any problems where it could go wrong. Um, before we come on to some questions from our fans and, yes. and listeners, we've got loads as well. Got a lot. Do you honestly think you could ever get Jeremy or James into golf? Um, um, <laughs> um, what would it take? Um, uh, um, uh, I, 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 some no. sort of strong drug <laughs> to, to knock them out. I, d I don't think so. I think they've taken the stance too strong to step back. I mean, I have they, had quite they a response. almost gone... And more anti. I think now. since I, I decided I'd give it a go. Yeah. Since you came out I mean, out it was a, a bit golfer. cheeky on me. I did have to have a bit of a, mm, I'm going to do this <laughs> before I did it. And now it's quite liberating. Now I can just talk about it. I've got a bit of grief from people. I also would really? like to see, next time you film with the guys, if, when that comes up, maybe checked pants. Yes. Full golf outfit visor. On them. On, 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 on you. One on glove you. on as well. How am Check. I going to explain that? <laughs> How am I going to? You've visor. seen. We, we just, our uniform and, and is when, just... And when you walk into a into a uh, room, a clubhouse, yeah. you take your hat off and you ring the bell and you buy everyone a drink and you, yeah. you're never allowed to t change your shoes in any car park ever. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, we could try and introduce these things and then I won't have a job. And um, oh, I'm going again. I'll have more time to play golf. Yeah. So that's quite good. Yeah, I love that. We have had, so we have a Facebook group for this podcast yeah. and uh, we put a quick picture on then. It's blown up. A lot of you people want to ask you questions. Are they nice questions? We're not going to bet them. A mixture. We're just going to go, so go for it. We're just going to uh, go. Okay. Right. If you're listening or watching, this is the place to be in the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast Facebook group because you get access to questions like this to ask Richard. Um, so Stuart Mitchell has said, why is the VW Golf called Golf? when you can't get golf clubs in the boots. I, do you know, that's a test I've never done with them. And this is why our two worlds need to work together more because there's a lot of things we've got to work out. You could if you put the seats down, by the way. Yes. Um, I don't know, honestly, I don't know the story you, of why it's called a golf. I know, no, I, do I, I had a golf before my car now, it was good. Uh, TDI, it's all I know. Wait a minute. Your life is golf. Yes. You had a VW Golf. Yes. 
and you didn't think to investigate why it's called the VW Golf. Yours is not a naturally inquisitive (laughs) mind, is it? (laughs) Because that would have been my first question. It's named after the first thing in your life, and you didn't think, I wonder why. I never thought it. The right. only thing I know is you have to take your longest golf clubs out. So your driver and your three wood, which are the longest in length. If you take those out, the clubs then do fit in the back. That's from experience. The golf, mm. yes, the Volkswagen Golf, teaching us about cars, refer, refers to the Gulf Stream. I never knew that. So the basically, um, the Passat is it means trade wind. Yeah, I knew that was a wind because there's uh, a few cars named after else, wind. Scirocco is another one. Oh wow. Uh, let me get some up. Um, I've got another great question here. Go on. From Simon. Um, can't pronounce his surname. Sorry, Simon. What's your favourite Japanese car? Um, um, I still like a Supra. I always had a soft spot for them. GTR's nice. Um, my first car was a Toyota Corolla liftback. Yes. I don't know what that That's one is. It's a Japanese car. There's one in the Blues Brothers. It's a brown one. It's not a star of the film. <laughs> it's, it's on a street scene as they walk past it. Um, so possibly that. I still love, I love um, uh, NSX. Um, I don't know. I could go on, I'll go on and on now until I get bored. Uh, very I quick one. MX-5 if you think about it. Sorry. Yes. The Polo refers yes. to the Polar polar Winds. Yes. Well, so there were, there were, I knew the there wind. were a lot of winds, so Scirocco was another one. They yeah. were nice cars. So yeah, Golf is were. Golf is basically the Gulf Stream. Uh, you know, this is the problem with cars. I'm bored already. <laughs> so when you said, are oh, the nice questions, there were some. There's also a bit of a, a, bit of a dig here uh, from Daniel Jones. <sighs> he says, Daniel, I'm Block him. please ask him, have you ever crashed a golf buggy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there was an incident when there was a golf buggy crash, when we were away doing our live stage shows, but I, 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 we were, I can't remember. I was too drunk to remember who crashed it. It might have been me. It might be one of the others. I like the fact I was too drunk to know who crashed. I don't it. know. So I don't. I don't think I've crashed a golf buggy. The problem is, if if people ask me those questions, and then I'll always get corrected by somebody else who says, "Yes, you did in 19 and <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah. I saw it. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I just say yes. I probably have something we've already alluded to. But Bryce Sparling has asked, "Has Jezza and May disowned you now that you're in a golf podcast?" Oh yeah, they yeah, will have No, this is well, this is not. They're not. Yeah, uh, and uh, but to be fair, the chances of them stumbling across this, <laughs> we're going to tag, we're going to tag them in, we're going to do everything. Um, how it, many cars do you actually own? Um, quite a lot. I sold a load though to set up um, a classic car restoration business called the Smallest Cog. Turns to demonstrate T-shirts. Yes. Um, and so I had to sell quite a lot of them to buy equipment for that. I had to buy like a. And what, what's the small? What's the smallest car? The smallest car is a car restoration business out um, where I live in Herefordshire, and it's uh, set it up initially with a guy called Neil Greenhouse and his son Anthony. They'd restored my cars for years; They're absolutely brilliant. And they lost their workshop. I was just—I I took the chips in every Friday for Fish and Chip Friday, and we sat having a chat, and he was a bit, mm, a bit miserable. What's up? Well, he was in the workshop, and that would have been it. So I said, "Well, I'll fund us into another business. I, that's all I can usefully do." My grandfather was a coach builder, so I'm in that. It's in my blood. I'd love to do that. And then I thought that might make a TV show, and it did turn into one. So wow. that's what I've been doing today. So, wow. so you, oh, this morning you were doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were just finishing off a car and delivery to the owner. Well, he was coming to collect it. That's very cool. Mm. So, so is there a number of how many cars you own right now? I own how many cars? Have you ever owned it? As in, like, oh, wow, oh, no, really? uh, no, at one point, oh, you most at once. Yeah, what's the big? What's um, I've probably reached sort of twenty odd at some point, and more motorcycles than cars. But I've thinned it right down. Now, as I say, I had to, so I don't know. Some, I uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had an incident with an electric car. Yeah, I had an Audi. 
yep. e-tron gt rs phenomenal loved yep. it every bit of it but bloody charging the thing yeah it is an issue you know it, it has really, been mentioned really <laughs> it's it's i gonna, couldn't believe how bad it it's was. an issue if you're someone that doesn't like to plan isn't it which i didn't is plan. Rick's I not planning. His problem i didn't yeah, plan. Rick's not well, planning. i thought i'll be able to do it somewhere i'll plug <laughs> it in somewhere and there's other things i'm not anti-electric car at all they can be incredibly exciting. I, I ran a Mercedes EQS, which just because it's got a 450 mile range, which mm. is what you should have had. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, the way they deliver their power is exciting. Whisper quite. I don't mind the silence. It's exhilarating. They are more functional, and I think they will form part of a broader carscape. They are one solution for some people in some situations. Other solutions would be synthetic fuels made with renewable energy that can be used in the existing car fleet and doesn't mean we have to scrap the entire global car fleet and turn all the petrol stations into charging stations, mm. the carbon footprint of which will take thousands of years to offset. So that doesn't work. It needs to be a kaleidoscope. Some electric, some synthetic fuels. If it goes depot to depot, like a bus, you never see buses in petrol stations because they don't fill up in them. They fill up at the depot. Well, they could have a big tank of hydrogen at the depot, which is topped up regularly, fill up there. That would be the solution for them. So there will be all sorts. That's interesting. Very interesting. Any more questions? Yeah, there's a lot of people asking that they can't believe you started playing golf. <laughs> um, a lot of people are asking, <laughs> Wait again, a minute. is Jeremy disowned you? You can't ever go at me, dear subscriber, um, <laughs> for playing golf. Because you found that out on a golfing channel. <laughs> that is very so true. why were you looking at it? Um, you can't form a logic there. And also, the amount of people asking if you've crashed the golf cart is quite worrying, Richard. So I do have a reputation for that. Right? <laughs> I think you do, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you drove me around in the golf cart today. Did I crash? Splendidly. No. Thank you. I've ne you know what? I've never felt safer. It, was, it wasn't upside down. It wasn't on fire. Because I thought, you can't, can't again. No. Do you know what I mean? No. I just, so I'd have to tell my wife. I thought you can't. There's, there's no way you can crash another no. another thing, so it'll be fine. Well, we're not <laughs> when this podcast goes out, I'm not too sure. So the video of your lesson may be out now, or it may not. I'm not sure on that. If it's not out yet, wait for it. It's a very good one. But I want to compliment you both, actually. Um, so oh. get ready for. I never really compliment Whoa, Rick, so he's going to get excited. Yeah. I got that I, impression for a new golfer. I was genuinely very impressed by your potential and the fact, genuinely, did you have one air shot, did we say, at the start? Or was it even one? It was like a, we called it a practice swing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, seriously, hand on heart, for a new golfer, is very impressive. So you definitely have got some um, skill there and I think some speed. We saw yeah, some signs of speed. When you wanted to hit one, you could. So that was my comment to you, Richard. Thank you. For you, Rick, I have um, not seen you coach. <laughs> I, although you do a lot of coaching videos, which we obviously put on YouTube, and thankfully we help lots of golfers get into the game and improve. I have not seen you one-on-one -on -one coach really for a long time, because you don't do it now, really. I was impressed. Thanks, pal. I thought you not made it simple. Uh, Richard said, you know, make it simple. I'm not a big golfer. Don't use all fancy terms. And it was good. Maybe we could start a series, and you would be the first guest on this new series. Coaching. Teaching celebrities. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Who's next? And by then, but I'll have secretly got really good, but I'll pretend never to have played at all. And then I can really improve, and then you'll look brilliant, I look brilliant, everybody wins. Yes. Perfect. Don't quit now. You're not allowed to quit. No, I'm going to keep practicing. Richard, you have been an absolute pleasure. I cannot wait for our little challenge tomorrow. It's going to be pretty I'm epic. I'm looking forward to that. I'll have to have my running shoes on and, yeah. and my shorts and ready to go on possibly one of the hottest days of the year tomorrow. Yeah, you're going to cook. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, Richard, you've been amazing. Thanks yes, very much thank for you. listening, watching, uh, subscribing. Do make sure you check out Drive Tribe, a fantastic YouTube channel, which makes some really fun, cool content. Um, and also, so, uh, the smallest cog, the new yeah, business. We're we there. Still Give doing stuff. Out. And is that going to be out at some point in the future? Um, that's out on Discovery Plus. At the moment, it's going to Quest now. We're on the second series of it. So that's going to ramble on, hopefully, for some Brilliant. time. Amazing. So, Check that out. Guys, thanks for watching, and we'll see you all very soon. See you Bye. soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.